are listening to The Cooler Ring, a podcast made for manufacturing marketers. Here are Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Welcome to The Cooler Ring, a podcast for manufacturing marketers brought to you by Cooler Partners. My name is Jeff White, and joining me today is Carmen Perry. Carmen, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic, Jeff, and you? I'm doing well, yeah. Excited about our guest. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, well, look, we've we've had a a few folks on the show that have uh, talked about ABM in a number of different capacities, and I mean, certainly account-based marketing is a big focus for us here at Kula, big focus for an awful lot of our our clients, Um, and manufacturing marketers more broadly, of course, are turning their attention to it. So today's guest, I think, can uh, really uh, kind of... Uh, lift the curtain a bit uh, around uh, some of the success that they've had with ABM, how they've uh, implemented the approaches and technology and what we've seen as results. So let's just get into it. Yeah, I think so. And, and it's nice to see uh, as well, you know, some folks that are actually doing ABM instead of rather talking about it more theoretically, which we're we're seeing as well, because it, it is still a relatively new marketing concept, uh, if if not in name, but in execution. So you're trying to say that ABM is like sex in junior high, more people are talking about it than actually doing it or something? Or knowing how, what they're doing. Ah, yeah, yes, yeah. <clears throat> as, as the father of multiple junior high kids, I'd rather we didn't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it'd be better if we didn't talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Break down cold sweats during oh. the podcast. Uh, so joining us today is Fabio Luz. Fabio is the Latin America media team lead and North American digital media strategist at Schneider Electric. Welcome to the Cooler Ring, Fabio. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's uh, fantastic to have you on the show. Look, I, I know that a lot of our listeners will have heard of Schneider Electric, but um, clearly it's a, a bit of a big beast. And uh, so why don't you explain to us uh, a little bit about your role within it and uh, how long you've been there and whatnot, and then we'll uh, get underway. Sure, sure thing. Well, um, well, as you said, Schneider is is a is a monster. So we are a global company. Pretty much, we are uh, we provide like um, energy management and digital. Uh, automation for efficiency, uh, sustainability, and kind of we combine technology, automation, software, and services uh, to integrate uh, solutions for homes, for buildings, um, data centers, infrastructure, industries. And here at Schneider, as you said, I'm the uh, media team leader for Latin America and also the digital media strategies here for North America. So pretty much I'm supporting here the business with their uh, strategy when it comes to media. So how we are supporting uh, the marketing team uh, to reach their goals in terms of awareness, leads, and uh, everything else. Fabio, is it, is it fair to say that you really um, fundamentally like an in-house media agency, if you will, for Schneider and its various business units? That's correct. So pretty much our team, we are for sure like under the umbrella of the global marketing. And my, our team, we are a kind of around the globe and we support like the marketing team. So we're kind of an in-house agency. So we do programmatic media, paid social media, ABM, uh, I would say a little bit as well of uh, offline marketing, I would say like print, this kind of billboards kind of stuff, but pretty much any kind of uh, paid media needs, our team handles everything inside. Very cool. And just for context, uh, how many people uh, in your organization, in the, kind of the in-house agency side of things? Yeah, so our structure actually we support like more the top 50 countries for Schneider globally. And I would say our team globally is around 40, 40 something people globally. Cool. So we kind of have not just like the paid side, but also the organic social media side. They are also part of our team. So we're just trying like for sure like to join efforts there and to leverage not just like what we're doing uh, on the organic side, but also uh, on the paid side for social media as well. So we are 
just one team globally. I appreciate that background. That's uh, I think it's helpful context. Um, so I know that um, you've been doing some work and um, uh, and uh, and really bringing an account based approach to the uh, global secure power product side of the house at Schneider targeting cloud service providers is my understanding. So I'd like for you to take us through that campaign a bit, introduce us to the challenge, and then let's uh, uh, talk through uh, some of the approach and results. So first things first, what we're trying to accomplish. Sure. So uh, Secure Power, it's basically our uh, IT division here at Schneider. Um, then like we have solutions for data center, for cloud, we have softwares and everything else uh, targeting uh, the uh, IT segment. And specifically for this campaign, targeting cloud service providers. So we had a challenge because usually this, we have like for sure like big companies uh, working with cloud and service uh, providers, but they're kind of limited, right? So the goal for this campaign was a global campaign actually. And pretty much we had to working with a specific account list that, that the challenge was how we could leverage our um, our presence with those accounts, right? So how we could get like more contacts and not just that, but also how we could leverage and accelerate the sales pipeline for those accounts that we uh, identified that was kind of, I would say, sitting around our uh, sales pipeline. Hmm. So pretty much like was, I would say two steps of, uh, for this campaign. So the first one was a little bit more broad, right? So how to acquire a new, a new people uh, to the account. And for sure we had in place a, um, a marketing uh, automation uh, nurturing program. So doesn't like, the point is we need for sure to work with those accounts, but when we bring the leads inside, what we are doing with those leads, right? So that was like a, 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 another structure in, inside that the marketing team they were working with. So when they are getting the leads, what is the process and how they are nurturing these leads uh, through their marketing uh, automation uh, strategy, right? So that was one part. And then another point in, really important is I think when it comes to ABM, we need to also to highlight that's really important to how the marketing team and the sales team, they work together. So I think the second second step of this campaign was, was really nice because we could work closely with the sales team and with then we could identify those accounts that were sitting around like specific like sales uh, stage. And pretty much with that, we could kind of leverage those accounts and uh, reach them more uh, uh, aggressively with specific contacts and try like, to move them uh, to the end of our sales pipeline. We had a pretty good results. Uh, we could uh, move those accounts. We could convert them into sales. So it was a really good campaign and had a very posit- uh, positive uh, impact. A couple of questions in kind of uh, rough order of magnitude. Yeah. How many target accounts are we talking about roughly? Yeah, so that was, I would say, around 200 accounts globally okay. uh, for this campaign. For sure, when we are targeting those accounts, we are also targeting specific job titles, right? So we we don't want like any um, uh, contacts from those accounts, but uh, specific people. But globally, it was around 200 accounts. And did you have uh, contact level data for each of the 200 accounts? Like, were they um, all kind of in some way known to Schneider already, or were you kind of going in cold? Yeah, no, they are. They kind of know Schneider and. Also, because was a was a global account, we had like kind of different content to approach then as well. 
So let's say we were working with um, different language. So we had like Germany, French, Spanish, um, yeah, uh, English. So like it was kind of different content as well, just to make sure that we are reaching those accounts for a specific region uh, with their local uh, language as well. Uh, otherwise, let's say just use like English to reach them, maybe you wouldn't see like a good conversion rate for that. So, but yeah, pretty much like when um, they knew Schneider, pretty much the sales team somehow they had in the past like interact with them. But for those specific accounts, we could see that it had a huge potential. So that's why we like start to work with them. Are your digital marketing efforts bringing in too many junk leads? Stop wasting time and distracting your sales team. Account-based marketing can help give your marketing strategy the laser focus on qualified buyers that you need to increase your pipeline velocity, close more deals, and grow your business faster. We've created a sample manufacturing ABM plan to help you get started. Download the sample manufacturing ABM plan at bit.ly slash sample ABM. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash sample ABM. I think it's really interesting. You've pointed out the, the language factor and the geography, obviously. Yeah. I mean, this isn't necessarily something that impacts all uh, manufacturers, but it certainly does impact a, a lot of them, especially ones who are operating globally. And I, I don't think we've ever really heard mention from other ABM folks who we've spoken with about having to create content and create, you know, account-based campaigns um, that are, you know, regionally optimized using different languages. That's, mm. you know, that that's a consideration that uh, that takes it to another level. It's true, and and I think too, Jeff. Um, you know, I'm just reminded that of, of so many conversations we've been in with manufacturing marketers who are basically making the choice either not to translate their web presence uh, yeah. or frankly translate any kind of marketing material sales materials they're they're going to market and, and there's a they, these are significant companies we're talking like you know 500 million dollar a year companies uh, you know so you got a half a billion in revenue and you're saying yeah we're, we're going to be English only though even though we sell the 40 countries well and, English is the language of business well <laughs> uh, well and that's what you tell people tell themselves yeah. um, and I, I'm really just happy that Fabio was on here to say that they're wrong um, <laughs> uh, because this is somebody who's working um, and, and kind of has accountability on, on just a, a media spend side of things I mean you got to think about that so conversion rate from a media spend is where uh, Fabio is going to live and die <laughs> <laughs> uh, in his career, and he's saying, "Yeah, we kind of need them to have uh, be speaking to them in their own language." By the way, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, if you're a, especially a mother tongue English speaker marketer in North America, listening to this show, um, uh, please listen to Fabio. <laughs> I think he's right. Yeah, I think even because like when we are working with those accounts, let's say if you are speaking like the same language than them, I think the chance to have a higher conversion rate is much higher. And it's funny because actually when we start this campaign, like we start this campaign a little bit, like I would say much smaller, just with basically LinkedIn doing like uh, ABM and it was just English, right? So we said, okay, how we can leverage that? So how we can go to the next step? And for sure with that, we start like to develop. Uh, so pretty much our ABM strategy was not just like social media uh, with uh, LinkedIn, but also like working with um, third-party database to reach those accounts. And we had not just like web burners on the local language, but also white papers uh, with uh, local languages. So how people are engaged with us, what kind of uh, piece of content are downloading. And also here at Schneider, we have like uh, our customer stories, which usually we see a very good performance because people want to know, okay, what that 
company is doing, what uh, the what is uh, uh, the success and everything else. So also we translate all those pieces of content for the local language. And with that, we could see very high uh, conversion rate. This is it. Now, of course, it's not a pure A-B test because you said when you first started, you were just using a more kind of limited channel, LinkedIn only, English only. But still, I, I, I'm... So I understand that some of the channels may have evolved and whatnot as well, but I think the test is still very valid. And I, I think, I think that, so too. Yeah. yeah. How uh, how are you managing translation? Do you have in-house uh, translators or do you work with outside partners? Yeah. So pretty much at Schneider, we have like our global studio as well inside. So we can translate uh, everything inside. So pretty much when the global studio, they create a campaign, um, they make that available for the countries. And for sure, the countries, they translate that and upload back to our global uh, library. So we had that uh, everything house. Oh, that's great. I mean, it's certainly, you know, there's no question that it makes it a little bit easier if you have those in-house resources who have uh, natural ability in, in different languages. But even still, you know, outside translation is not that crazy expensive. Certainly not as expensive as creation of content and the return on investment is obvious. Totally. And sometimes even like the vendors that you, maybe the people we'll be working with, they can help them to translate that as well. So uh, it's not a lot of money and makes a lot of difference. Yeah. I think we've hammered that point home. Well, look, uh, and I don't, we didn't set out to hammer that point no, home. So I'm kind of happy that we did. <laughs> so uh, in addition to the account-based advertising that was happening, both via LinkedIn and elsewhere, um, I mean, we're basically, is it a combination of marketing automation drips, uh, account-based advertising, and then some sales enablement uh, pieces? Do I have a, a full glimpse of the campaign at this stage? That's correct, yeah. So uh, pretty much here on this campaign, like we're three different teams working on that. So my team, the media team, plus like the marketing team with all their nurturing path um, through marketing uh automation. And then the third team for sure, like would be like um, this, uh, the sales team. Uh, it's important as well, because like not all the accounts that we were reaching and not all the contacts that we were getting from those accounts, they were ready for sales. So that's why it was really important, like what the marketing team, what they were doing with those contacts uh, inside. So what kind of nurturing program they were developing, what kind of piece of content they were providing to those, uh, to those people. And for sure, for this second campaign pretty much was like where we were targeting those specific accounts that were on those sales uh, journey. For sure, for that specific one, the sales team, they were more like engaged with them to make sure that we would be like be answering those accounts uh, on a proper way and uh, impacting them on the pipeline. So it was kind of a lot of integration between those those teams and also how we would treat those contacts uh, internally also was a huge uh, difference here. I wonder, um, I mean, the, I think it is something that marketers run into, especially when they start uh, down the road of ABM and they, uh, you know, they're wanting to do it well. And then they, they quickly find that it, it demands a, a more intensive level of integration with the sales organization than maybe they had originally anticipated or have, maybe they haven't even cultivated the relationship enough with the sales organization to be able to enable that. Um, I, I guess, is that something that you've experienced as you've taken a more account-based approach or did you till that soil in advance a bit and ensure that sales and marketing were reasonably integrated beforehand? Yeah, so that's a great point. I think uh, I think everyone has the same challenge that usually marketing and sales, they are not communicating, they are not uh, integrated, right? So I think that is a challenge that we have uh, pretty much everywhere. So 
it's 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 fun because actually this campaign that we had for our uh, secret power division was also a kind of a pilot to show and kind of a case to show how marketing and sales can work together. So actually, it was an internal case uh, for that as well. But usually, when the marketing team they come to us, hey, like this is my campaign, this is my investment, this is what I'm trying to uh, to get awareness or leads or anything like that. And then usually, when we get back to them, say, yeah, I think for this specific campaign, maybe we can work with uh, ABM, right? So I think it's at this point that we start like kind of education because not always the marketing team, they fully understand that, uh, what ABM can can do. And then like also how they will uh, work with the sales team uh, to get those uh, specific accounts and, and everything else. So there's a lot of educations internally for sure, but I think now they are they are getting more at this point. And uh, usually when you go back to the marketing team with their media plan and I'll show you, yeah, like we are doing this other campaign that is in like a very good, uh, results here, I think that uh, opened their eyes and I think make them a little bit curious and they try to replicate that as well uh, on their campaign. So, but yeah, I think the challenge is always... Uh, yeah, the, the challenge is certainly uh, ever present, yeah. but it sounds as though you've uh, taken some pretty uh, solid steps here. I'd be curious. Now, I know that part of this is a, a really a pipeline acceleration campaign in many respects, but so of those 200, uh, or 200 accounts, have we... Have we moved a number of them over to closed one at this stage, or have we just moved them uh, further down the pipeline? Is this, um, I guess, where are we at in this initial uh, campaign? Yeah, so um, pretty much here, like we, because we have different regions, so pretty much, let's say, accounts that we have here for North America, maybe they are on different stage for Europe or different stage for uh, Latin America, right? So they are like on different states, I would say. Um, but for those specific accounts that we were working on the sales um, journey, like was for sure like was a smaller number, uh, we could close pretty much like all the opportunities there. So it was a really good one. And for sure, for those main accounts that we were working like on a more broad approach, they we could also move them like to the sales pipeline and make them ready for sales. All right. And I, um, I know that oftentimes um, as, as we're rolling out these campaigns, uh, you're looking for in that kind of uh, synchronization with sales, in some way you're, you're looking for a certain amount of impressions into the account, kind of awareness triggers, if you will, in order to engage the sales motion. Is that, um, did you kind of take it to that extent where you were um, triggering sales activity based upon a certain amount of um, interaction with the account-based advertising, or am I leading the witness too much? <laughs> no, uh, that's correct. I think like even when we work like with ABM, I think we have a lot of great insights, right? So uh, not just like uh, we are targeting those accounts that we could uh, align that with sales, but when it comes to the marketing side as well, what kind of insights we, we can take from that? So for sure, usually when uh, we are working like with uh, ABM platforms, uh, we can have a lot of great insights such as what kind of piece of content you engage the most or even what kind of topics these companies are searching for. And I think that provides us a great uh, insight in terms of, okay, so do we have the right content to engage with those people or not? Maybe we are reaching those accounts with this specific piece of content, but maybe that's not what they're looking for. So I think that also provides a, a lot of good insights for the marketing team 
on how we can better um, customize our content and also what kind of content and topics those accounts are uh, are looking for. And I think with that also helps like the sales team to build their speech when they are uh, talking to the uh, to those accounts, right? So pretty much like they they will better understand what kind of topics those accounts are searching for, and maybe let's say uh, kind of um, align that with our uh, with our solution. So I think everyone get a lot of benefits and insights from uh, ABM. Do you find that the uh, in terms of learning as you put these campaigns in in place and, and get them get them out there, you know, is the the level of learning about what accounts are looking for kind of consistent for both marketing and sales? Like, are you both kind of in some cases surprised at, at what's resonating, or uh, you know, how how much is uh, is marketing kind of bringing that content to bear versus what sales is saying they expect the accounts are going to want? It's funny because like sometimes we have like accounts that we thought would be like more mature, I would say. But when like we start to see what kind of content they are downloading or uh, what topics they are searching for, we understand, oh, actually those accounts are not ready yet for sales. So like we need to step back and maybe like put them on a different journey and provide them other kind of content and make them ready for sales in, uh, in, in the future. So we have like a lot of learnings on that. And for sure, there's accounts that they move really fast uh, to the sales funnel. So we thought they would be like more uh, on the first step, but actually they are already researching for specific solutions or topics that are much more advanced. So that's the time when sales like need to jump in very fast. So there's a lot of learnings and for sure, like we need to be, uh, we need to be like uh, to have a plan and a strategy in place. But if we don't keep our eyes on the contacts that we are getting, what kind of piece they are uh, they are downloading, what topics they are researching for, I think we can lose a very good time from those accounts. So that's why it's really important to keep our eyes on those contacts all the time. I, I really like that. Um... You know, just in some way, the learning there is that regardless of how, you know, um, how much intel the salesperson has into the account and kind of what you can see from the outside looking in as the marketer from firmographic data, et cetera, you're trying to make uh, some sort of assessment of the level of sophistication or where they're at in the in their ability to buy what you're selling. And and uh, even with all that information, basically what you're saying is, yeah, and you'll still get it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like you got to be, you got to be open to the fact that uh, it won't be perfect the first time, and that needs to iterate in order to get to perfect. But I think it's great that you can look at someone that you thought may have been more advanced and more ready potentially uh, for a sale and, and look at that and say, you know, the, these folks are still kind of in the learning phase and, and they're very, very early in, in the process and they're going to require a bit more education before we can truly move them over to the sales organization. And I think that, you know, that that's more valuable than putting them in closed lost. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, the ability to nurture and become their preferred partner for learning, you know, as they move towards, a, you know, requiring a solution is uh, preferable to the alternative. Totally, totally. Yeah. And the other point is usually when you like work with a CRM platform and everything else, also other point, uh, which is really important to see is uh, when it comes to your website, what those accounts they are uh, engaged with, like what kind of page they are uh, going, how many times they are going back to your uh, website as well. So I think all those information are really important to understand the stage of each account. 
For sure. And I mean, you know, obviously they're, you know, having these analytics and tracking data and all of that is certainly, uh, you know, being able to leverage that information and, and put it to good use and to be able to uh, put people into the appropriate buckets after you've seen how they interact with content is incredibly powerful, even even you know, as we, uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see where things go as more and more of these do not track um, uh, plugins and other things come into play, mm -hmm. you know, what we're actually able to see from the outside looking in. But, uh, you know, there's no question that as people engage with stuff, you're going to be able to change what content you show them and, uh, and kind of move them into the funnel in a different way. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, I think this has been a fantastic kind of um, peek under the hood, really, as yeah. to the ABM um, uh, piloting at Schneider. And uh, I'd be curious, Bobby. I, I mean, is this uh, you really see this approach expanding in, in 2020 and beyond? I mean, you said that, that this was an initial kind of pilot, if you will. You wanted to kind of use it as a case study to show that you know marketing and sales can work together nicely, and that you can actually drive a lot of results with this account-based approach. So. Uh, are we likely to be seeing more of this from you all, I'm assuming? Yeah. So, yeah, I think ABM was always there, right? So people were working with ABM here and there, but I think never was like a huge push, I would say. Um, now, like this, uh, this global pilot for us, it's being really helpful because like we can use that as a case internally and show like to other marketing teams how they take uh, advantage also for, uh, for ABM. But yeah, pretty much like ABM right now, we are. It's much better like to put our dollars on those accounts that we know that we have uh, potential with. So I think across the board, we are seeing like much more uh, ABM uh, investment now uh, at Schneider. Yeah. One thing I found interesting with it is that um, it, it's as a, as as a pure play media. You know, we in 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 media land, we have a lot of these kind of. Uh, typical ratios and things, you know, for instance, uh, uh, managing uh, paid search campaigns, an awful lot of agencies and people kind of charge like a 20% on the media buy or what have you, right? So there's all these kind of standard approaches. Um, and ABM, I find, really does um, challenge some of that because you're your media is so much more focused, but then you're spending more money on the technology and the administration of it. So this notion that, oh, X percent of my marketing budget should go to media spend, you know, those types of ratios just don't line up anymore. Yeah. So yeah, pretty much you, as I said, like you have the fee to use the platform pretty much, right? So, and I think at Schneider, because we do like everything house. So I think for us, it makes a little bit more clear to understand how much we are paying for the license to use the platform and for sure how much we are putting towards uh, leads gen or display for uh, for ABM. But sometimes it can be a very expensive platform, like if you compare like with any other uh, tactic. But I think when it comes to understand the ROI, it's totally worth so yeah of course i think it's just in, uh, i think it's instructive for marketers to think okay i mean i need, maybe need to put those old kind of metrics that i had in my mind and just check, kind of check those at the door because we're going to be spending probably more on technology but probably our media spend actually is probably going to go, probably down, going to go down because yeah. we're going to be a lot more focused and there's going to be a lot less waste yeah well Fabio, i really uh, appreciate you taking the time to uh take our listeners through your experience here today it's been uh been fantastic and uh i just uh, i really thank you for sharing it and uh wish you all the best with it yeah thanks so much no problem it was great thanks for listening to the cooler ring with carmen perry and jeff white don't miss a single manufacturing marketing insight subscribe now at coolapartners.com slash the cooler ring that's k-u-l-a partners.com slash the cooler ring